Good morning. Come on, honk back at me. Thank you. It's like the only time where you want someone honking at you, right? Right, Nate? That's right. Hey, hopefully, we, we moved the speakers, so hopefully you in the back, you can hear a little better. We got the thing cranked. Thanks for grace, and thanks for patience. So, like, we haven't done this before, if you didn't know that. So, we're just trying it, and it worked. We have great turnout. You guys got here. This is awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, listen, um, if, you, if you need to stretch your legs or something... That's fine. Just stay right next to your car and don't go near anybody else, okay? But you're allowed to open. You can open your door. You can sit on the front of your car if you need to, especially I know it's getting hot, okay? We'd rather have that than all the cars turned on because people in the back are having trouble hearing. So, um, yeah, logistics, they're fun. Big thank you to uh, the worship team this morning for getting out here and, uh, and setting up, Rachel, setting all this stuff up and, and just rolling with the punches. It's awesome. Let's honor them. Honor them with your horns. Come on. And if you haven't caught on, that's also how you're going to amen everything that I say this morning is with your horn. So, okay. If you can't hear me, I want you to honk in faith during the sermon, just trusting that I'm saying true things. Okay? You have to, you have to believe God. Okay? Um, hey, a big thank you also. to We just want to honor our governor, Governor Abbott, the Lakeway Police Department, and our landlords who all not only allowed us to do this, uh, but got excited about us doing this this morning. So we just, just honor them in any way that you can. Send them a letter. Honk your horns at them. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if you pass a Lakeway PD, don't honk at them on the road. Okay? Don't be confused. All right. Now we'll get into the real stuff. If you have your, uh, if you have your Bibles this morning... Or if you want to pull them up on your phone, we're going to be in, in a couple different scriptures just briefly. Uh, but the first one's going to be in 1 Corinthians, and the second one's going to be, or 1 Corinthians 15, the second one's going to be uh, from Hebrews 10. So if you want to just kind of mark your fingers in those places, uh, you'll be able to follow along. But really, really the meat of what I want to talk about today has to do with what we're celebrating. Did you know that the, the resurrection of Jesus, and I'm talking about the literal bodily resurrection of a, of a man that was dead and is not dead anymore. I'm not talking about a, a, a theoretical resurrection. I'm not talking about a, uh, a resurrection of just his spirit or a resurrection of just okay, his essence or part of him. I'm talking about the whole man bodily resurrection of Jesus. That's what we're here celebrating. But I, yeah, come on. And, and the thing about it, the thing about it is that the benefits of that resurrection, we get to walk in every single day. We, every day is resurrection day. Okay. Every single day. It's part of the reason why in the past we, at River in the Hills, some have asked, Hey, how come there's not, how come y'all don't do a big thing for Easter? And part of the reason it's not a, it's not a, cause we're against Easter at all. It's because every day is resurrection day. We do, when we wake up in the morning, we're celebrating the resurrection. We're living in the benefits of Christ raising from the dead. He went to the cross and died for your sins, but he didn't stay dead. Did you know? This is just going to get in my way. I think I have it all memorized anyways. It's all right. The Lord will just give it to me. I didn't mean to say that the word of God was in my way, by the way. So, but listen, did you know that, that the Christian faith, we're here gathered today. We're gathered today celebrating a God that's alive. We're here celebrating a God that's alive. Did you know that it's the only religion that doesn't worship a dead God? 
Every other God is an idol. They're dead. They can't see. They can't hear. It's the song, right? There's one true living God, and his name is what? I could even hear y'all. That's awesome. His name is Jesus. That's what separates us. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the, is the basis of what separates us from all other faiths. It's the, there's, so many different, there's so many different strands of, of where does your belief go here, here, here. And, and I, it comes down to two things for me. It comes down to who is Jesus. Is he God or isn't he? Because if he isn't God, then he's, then he's not the God of the Bible. It's not the Jesus we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus who's God. But we're also talking about Jesus who was died, buried, and resurrected. He's not dead anymore. He, he's so not dead that he appeared to hundreds if not thousands of people and... Hung out on earth for over a month after he raised from the dead before ascending back up to heaven. So we're not here this morning. I'm not here this morning to prove the validity of the resurrection to you. Because if you want that, Pastor Glenn preached an amazing message last Easter on the validity of the resurrection. And I checked and it's still online. So go listen to it. It's good. And it'll tell it'll give you lots of scientific, lots of historical, lots of psychological, lots of spiritual backing, everything you'll need if you're wrestling with whether or not the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a real event that we are basing our real faith on. Okay? So go back and listen to that if you need to. Now I need to read the scripture. First Corinthians 15. This is verse 1 and then verses 3 through 4. It says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance. And there's three things here. First importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Paul actually says later in that same chapter in verse 14 that if we don't have the resurrection, we don't have our faith. It's the basis of it. I would say now more than ever, we have to tap into the resurrection power that was made available to us when Jesus walked out of the tomb. With We have the... Uh, the What's After ATX campaign is going on right now. There's lots of pastors around the city right now that are, that are preaching a message similar to what Pastor Glenn preached a couple months ago as a precursor to this citywide campaign that's rolling out that's answering the question that many are asking, what's after life? It's a question that people are asking. And this campaign that's rolled out has actually equipped the church with tools to follow up evangelistically in a way to share the gospel with people who are asking that question. What happens when I die? It's a good question. I think especially right now, with the state that our nation and the world is in right now with a pandemic going on, and I'm not going to give COVID-19 too much of our airtime this morning, just so you know, but, but with, with everything that's going on in the world, more and more people are asking that question. With more and more people asking that question, there's more and more opportunities for that question to be answered with truth. You, if you're here this morning and you believe in Jesus and you follow him, you believe in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, and you have made him Lord over every area of your life, if you have said yes to him, made him Lord over every, 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 yeah, every area of your life, then you have the answer that's needed to that question. Not just for yourself, 
but you actually have it to help a hurting and questioning world around you. And that answer stems from what was paid for and provided for on Calvary and, and the benefits of Jesus conquering death and walking out of the tomb and being resurrected to life. If you're here today and you know Jesus as your Savior, then everything I just said resonates with you well. You've been walking in those benefits for some time. A lot, many of you, many, many years, some of you less time than that. But the benefits don't change. They only get better for you. The benefits themselves have been the same, but we step into new and fresh revelations of them daily as we walk with God, as we walk with Jesus. And we have opportunity as believers right now, we have an opportunity that has never been afforded to anyone that's alive right now in history. What we're walking through as humanity, what we're walking through as the church, has only been tapped into in very, very small pockets here and there throughout the last hundred years. There are not too many people alive today who remember the last pandemic. And there are not too many people alive today who remember being, who, who remember sheltering for, during certain wars and tur- curfews and turning your nights off at, the lights off at night. There's not too many people around. This is fresh and new for everyone. And I'm telling you, the church, we should not be surprised. We should not be surprised. At, and what I mean by that is we shouldn't be asking, well, what do we do now? Now's the time where we're allowed to shine. Now's the time where people are open to talking and open to receiving instructions and open to having their question answered. Excuse me. That's good stuff. There's so many benefits of the resurrection, but specifically today, just in the next few minutes that we have, I really want to sit her in on the fact that Jesus conquered death. Because that's a big one. And a lot of times, it's ac- it actually seems a little too big, doesn't it? It actually seems like, well, yeah, Jesus died, he was resurrected, so when I place my faith in him, I'm going to go to heaven. That's your death benefit. But oftentimes we forget about our life benefit. There's benefits here and now because of the resurrection. Now there's benefits here and now because of his death too. His blood was poured out for our salvation. His body broken for your healing. But he was raised from the dead to conquer death. It was the last box to check. You see, when he died and he was buried, he took care of almost everything. It's like, and and I'm not going to get into a theological discussion about what I mean by that. All I'm saying is that it was made complete when he walked out of the tomb. And we can't discount what happened when he raised from the dead. When he raised from the dead, he said, oh, by the way, not only do I have power to forgive sin, not only do I have power to heal disease, not only have I given you a new covenant and done away with the old one, not only have I fulfilled this many prophecies, and not only have I done this, but death is also under my feet now. And now there's nothing I haven't done. See, Jesus said, Jesus, he said he was going to do it. 
People had a hard time believing it, which I think we should sympathize with and understand. He said he was going to do it, but then when he did it, when he actually walked out of the tomb, even those that saw him had a hard time believing. People today have a hard time believing. But I'm telling you, it's one of the most attested to facts in our history. There's not too many more things that we can prove with more certainty other than the fact that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, and because he conquered death in rising from the dead, we have access to the power to conquer death. Not only does that mean that when we die, we don't die, right? When we die, if we believe in him, we go to be with him. That's one aspect to it. Probably the most powerful aspect to it is our eternity. And that's the question that many people are wondering about right now that you have the answer to, that there is life after death. This is, my, some, this is the summation of my eschatology right here. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And everyone is going to, some, to one or the other. That's just, that's biblical truth. And we have the answers for people that are asking that question that will help direct them to heaven, direct them to Jesus, direct them to resurrection life and resurrection power. And I'm telling you, it's made possible because Jesus started it. He was raised from the dead. We have, that's, and that's the big benefit that we, have, that we get to be with him when we die. But also for here and now, we have resurrection power in us to defeat the death spirit that's coming to try to kill all your dreams and kill all your hopes of, is everything going to go back to normal or not? I'll tell you what, I hope not. I hope it doesn't go back to normal. I hope it goes to something new. Normal be like asking God for something old, and he's the God of the new. I can't wait till we go into the new thing, but, the, but it's because of resurrection power. He's resurrecting new life over these things. It's things that, I'm talking about relationships, your job. Several of you I know have lost your jobs. I want you to speak truth. When you pray and intercede for your job and your family, I want you to say, Lord, I claim resurrection life over my job. That you're going to bring life where there looks like there's death. That's the, they, I'm, I'm just getting started. I'm telling you, there are endless benefits now because of resurrection power. Now, there's, there's a great benefit when you die or when he comes back, whichever happens first. I'm just telling you that there's benefits now. I want you guys, I want you guys to be able, I want you guys to confidently, confidently tap into resurrection power for your family, for your health, for your job, for relationships, and over COVID-19, I want you to speak life over it. Because what the, the devil comes, the Bible says, to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to bring life. He came to give us life and life abundantly. He is the God of life. He created life. You understand that when he, when he was raised from the dead, that resurrection power, he was basically saying, life wins, death loses. Amen. All right. If you're here today and, and you don't have an, an active relationship with Jesus, or you haven't made him Lord over your life, or you don't know what that means, I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here. 
We've prayed that you'd be here. Jesus is glad you're here, and you're not here by accident. I don't care if you've been in church your whole life, or you've never been to church, or you fall somewhere in between. Going to church doesn't make you a follower of Jesus any more than sleeping in the garage makes you a car. That's not the answer. It is part of the next steps, which I'll read here in a minute. It's why we're all here today, because we love fellowship and we love Jesus, which is great. But I'm telling you, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I don't want you to leave until you do. It is life-changing, life-saving good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, it's simple. He made it simple so that guys like me could understand it. That's what I'm telling you. It's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that he's not dead anymore, you will be saved. It's that simple. And it's not, and I don't, I don't know what some of you may have been taught when you, when you were young, if you went to Sunday school or something like that, but there, there were some messages that used to circulate around that, well, all I, need to do, all I need to do is I just need to ask Jesus into my heart and then my, my, my ticket's stamped and I can go live the way I want to live for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you what, it, not only is that not good information, who would want to live like that? Why would you want to give part of yourself to Jesus and not make him Lord over every area of your life? He is worthy of being Lord over the here and now, over the not yet, and over the yesterday. It's so simple. It's so beautiful that God would humble himself and become man. Walk the earth and be tempted in every way without sin. And then humbly go to a sinner's death without ever sinning himself. Be beaten, flogged, spit on, ridiculed, and hung like a filthy thief. And he did it so that we wouldn't have to die that death. He did it because of love. The Bible says, for the joy set before him. I want you to raise your hand out of, the, out of your car windows right now. Raise your hand so you can see your hands. Every single one of those hands... You're the joy set before him. Jesus had his eyes set on you. I'm telling you, when he got beat, he set out, I'm telling you, when he got beat, he had before him, he said, Brooke Hubbard, that one was for you. He said, Jessica Schweders, that one was for you. He had each of you in his mind when he went to the cross because of love. And the least that we could do is love him back. Love him with our lives. and Give everything that we have to him. I've given everything I have to him. I live in Texas because I follow Jesus. If I didn't follow Jesus, I'd still live in California. Because he wouldn't have told me to move here. If he did, I wouldn't have been listening. You can say out of your mouth, Jesus is Lord. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then the Bible says you're a new creation today. And if that is the first time that's happened today, I want you to grab a hold of one of our ministers that's going to be walking down the aisles to pray. And I want you to tell them because they're going to tell you these next steps. And I'm going to close with this passage from Hebrews 10. You turn there. It's Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 19. 
But if it's okay, if you, I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation, so you might not have that, and that's okay. You can just listen. But this is, ba- this is, this is pu- well, I'm not going to tell you who wrote it. I don't, I don't know who wrote it. No one knows who wrote it, okay? But, but what it is is it's, it's actually sort of like next steps direction for what do, you, what do I do now that I believe in Jesus? This is, assuming, this is assuming a yes has been made towards Jesus. And it's this beautiful, beautiful step-by-step guide of what do I do next. And I'm just going to read that over us this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your resurrection. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. It says, and now we are brothers and sisters in God's family. You see, if you said yes to Jesus this morning for the first time, welcome to the family. This is a big family. I spend more time with some of you guys than I do with people that I'm related to. I'm just telling you, this is family. You're brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. Some of you are crazy uncles. It's lucky for you I can't make eye contact with you this morning. Because of the blood of Jesus, and he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly, with no hesitation. No longer do you have to go to a priest to talk to the Lord. You go directly to him right now, right in your car, in your bed, at your job, wherever you're at. Verse 20, for he has dedicated a new way. I'm sorry, for he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. Just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. You have that this morning, right now, direct access to Jesus. Since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. There's another verse that says, I'm convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity. We have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we're clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. He is good. I added that. That's verse 23b. Verse 24, discover creative ways to encourage others. Motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. You guys all got that one. You're here. This is not the time to neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently through Zoom and Google Hangouts and on the phone and six feet away from your neighbors. Do it. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. That day meaning when Jesus Christ returns for his church.
It's so exciting this morning. It's so exciting to be able to meet together, even though we have to do it like this. This is a benefit of the resurrection of Jesus. Family. He died to set you into a family. He was raised to life to give life to your families. You guys here, I, I know most of you. You're my family. I love you. We have an opportunity this morning, even though we have to stay, we're, even though we have to do this, the social distancing, we're, we want to honor those, the leaders that have asked us to do this, and that's fine. That's what we're going to do. It really doesn't matter what you think about the order. What matters is that our elected officials gave them, and we get to submit to them. That's what the Bible says. Submit to your leaders, because the, hand, the heart of the king is in the hand of God, and we believe that. So that's why we're on. Why are you going to all these measures? You're the church. You're exempt. It's because we love to honor those leaders that are over us. We love you guys this morning. Here's what I want to do. If, you, if you're believing in Jesus for the first time, I don't care how long. I don't care how many Easter services you've been to. If you just go to church on Christmas and Easter, it's, I can encourage you to come more. But that's not the determining factor in whether or not you said yes. Is did you believe in your heart and are you confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? I want you to grab one. Of, we're going to have Pastor Glenn. We're going to have uh, uh, Kyle, um, Grace, uh, Suzanne, maybe Brooke. They're going to be going through the, through the uh, aisles here, so to speak. And they're going to be available to pray for you from a distance. But here's what I want you to do. If, if you, if you believe in Jesus for the first time, I want you to wave one of them down. Because they're gonna just they're just gonna pray with you. There's there's nothing there's nothing else. Just to bless what God has done. We're gonna pray that the, the Holy Spirit just comes in, baptizes you fresh, and that you have everything that you need are equipped to be able to, to go out into the world. The second is if you want prayer for anything else as we close. What's that? Okay, if you want prayer for anything else, Rachel's going to give a couple words here in just a sec, words of knowledge if you want to respond to those. But if you need prayer for anything else, I don't care if it's physical, emotional, you lost your job, financial, whatever it is, if you need prayer, I want you to put your hand out of your window and wave it so one of these guys can see it, okay? Rachel, go ahead and give those words. Yeah, so we had a couple words of knowledge uh, come in this morning. So the first one is for uh, if you have rheumatoid arthritis, we just believe the Lord wants to heal that today. And the second is weakened immune systems. Um, so whatever it is that would cause you to have a weakened immune system, I just believe the Lord wants to heal those things. So if you have either of those or both of those, we encourage you to uh, lift your hand up and ask for prayer. Hey guys, we also, we have a really, really special opportunity right now. I don't know if many of you can see this gentleman to my right. His name is Philippe. He's a president of Baylor Scott and White Health here in Lakeway. Just, let's just honor him this morning for everything that he's doing. You talk about somebody that's on the front lines having to navigate new things every day. I don't know. Do you think you probably receive some questions every day? Your email box full? Yeah, it's, we're, we're praying for you, Philippe. We're, can you guys just with me? We're going to extend our hands towards Philippe. We're just going to bless him and everything that he carries into that hospital. We're just going to pray supernatural protection over him right now. Lord, thank you, God, for Philippe. Thank you, Jesus, for his staff. Thank you, Lord, for the doctors, for nurses, Lord. God, for technicians. Father, for the people that clean. God, it, there's, it's a team effort from top to bottom. And I thank you, Lord. 
I thank you, Lord, that you have your hand on the work that they're doing there in preparation and active participation. And Father, trying to, every day, I'm sure there's something new, 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 new. And Father, they're having to, they're having to act on the fly and answer questions on the fly, react, be proactive. Father, I pray that you give them radical grace right now. Even right now, can you just shout? We're just going to shout grace at any mountain that might come in front of them. Grace! Grace! Grace, Lord. We speak to the mountains that are going to form, and we speak grace to them, and we say they're going to turn into molehills in front of you, Philippe. That God's going to give you divine wisdom on how to navigate the day-to-day, and that you're going to come out of this way more prepared, way more equipped, and with way more wisdom than you already have. We just thank you, Jesus, for Baylor, Scott, and White, and the blessing they are to our community. Amen. Thank you, Philippe. We honor you. Thank you.